Let's talk digital. We are at the cutting edge of digital tweaks, changes, transformation. A local digital marketing podcast. Conversing with industry experts and getting excerpts about the exceptional. Hosted by Audrey Naidu. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. I'm really looking forward to what's coming up in South Africa in the next couple of months and years. How's it everyone? Welcome back to today's podcast with myself, Audrey Naidu. Today I'm talking to one of the most innovative and award-winning heads in digital for the financial industry, Yayish Kader, co-founder of Get Law, an online startup legal services platform. Welcome to the podcast, Yayish. Thanks very much for having me. Yeah, I know this year has been a a challenging year for you as we started on lockdown of COVID uh, from a get law perspective. But before we even get into the topic today, because I'm quite excited, I was very inspired to listen to your story. Um, Can you please tell our listeners a bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I am the uh, the co-founder of of Get Law. It's, uh, as you mentioned, an in online e-commerce uh, legal services platform, uh, been in digital for the um, for the last fifteen, almost sixteen years now. Uh, in my full-time position, I'm head of digital uh, for Sunlam Investments. Okay, yeah, so that's interesting. Hey, you've got a lot of things going on for you. Um, so um, we were talking about, you know, uh, I'm, I'm more interested in get law, but we're going to touch on Sunlam and your role in the industry um, as we proceed with this conversation. Um, let's go back to the beginning. What was the impact of COVID on the get law business? It's an interesting one though. Once Get Law, or rather, once once lockdown started, um, again, uh, Get Law wasn't in existence at all. Um, what we had was uh, lawyers and attorneys who were sat at home, unable to service clients. They were unable to grow their business. They were unable to uh, conduct any sort of uh, legal cases or, or interviews. At the flip side, we also had people who were negatively affected by COVID, uh, people whose jobs were on the line, people who owed money, and they had absolutely no way to go. They had limited legal recourse. Um, and with the uh, the advent of social distancing, uh, you know, they couldn't actually go out and seek legal advice. At the same time, the attorneys couldn't go out and obviously go and you know deal with the deal with the with their particular clients. Um, and of course, with uh, with uh, retrenchment and someone happening at the same time. We found that uh, you know funds were were limited, so uh, actually having access to legal advice to us cost effective within South Africa is is quite a quite a difficult uh, quite a difficult challenge in, you know uh, currently as as it stands. Uh, so what we decided to do again, just myself and um, my brother who is who is an attorney, we decided to uh, to actually bridge the gap between these two different parties and build uh, build a platform. Um, that could actually uh, circumvent the entire social social distancing rules, um, and uh, you know make legal services available cost effectively to those that needed it, whilst at the same time actually empowering the attorneys who uh, who were sat at home unable to uh, you know do do much at all. Um, so yeah, so we 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 always say that uh, COVID nineteen and lockdown actually enabled our business rather than disabled it. Um, and I guess if it hadn't been for lockdown and for COVID, we wouldn't have had the need to actually build the platform, build the business. So we started, I think it was in month two of, of lockdown. So still very much level five, level four. Um, and yeah, we uh, we launched uh, again completely virtually and um, it's been growing ever since. Yeah, I, th- I think that is a phenomenal story. Um, so what, I mean, we that is the business challenge that you had. 
what social uh, problems were you also solving for? Yeah, I mean, as I mentioned, the, uh, the the access or limited access to funding that people were having at the time. Uh, I mean, l- traditional legal and law services is, is quite expensive. I mean, if you have if you visit your traditional law firm, you're paid and billed for a full hour usually, um, and your costs could range anywhere between a thousand and one and a half thousand rand. Um, and generally, all you need is you know about a few questions answered. Uh, and again, that that uh, it, it's quite prohibitive for for most people. At the same time, you know, law and attorney and so on can be quite a, um, a uh, intimidating prospect for most people. Um, so at the same time, we're trying to make law accessible to those that actually needed it most. So when we launch, we launch on the premise of actually not charging anybody for legal advice, particularly if you were affected by COVID-19 and lockdown. So where we launch with the premise of actually making legal services and uh, you know, access to our range of attorneys you know, completely free, for those that were stuck in lockdown, those that were negatively affected by the impacts of, of COVID-19. Um, so, you know, for us, it was, uh, you know, trying to take the, the goodwill and the uh, the skills and resources that we had across our panel of, of, of attorneys and actually put it to good use. And um, I mean, the, uh, the, yeah, the, the requirement and the, the demand was, you know, quite, uh, quite, quite large um and again at, at the same time uh, you know we were able to do so in a way that was you know easy easily accessible for most people uh, who were stuck at home unable to travel unable to go anywhere and actually ask their legal questions we had a panel of attorneys set across the country completely virtually engaging with these clients uh, on, on, on a day-to-day basis um, and completely in, in in real time can you then take our listeners through the application of the service on what platform how did it work of course um so uh being a uh, digital specialist I've, I've engaged in quite a quite a number of of platforms um over the last few years uh, and with limited access to capital again just from the time of the conceptualization of the entire business idea to go live uh, it was literally six to seven days um so a week before we actually you know thought of the concept and built the entire platform um, and with limited budget as well, uh, we were unable to, you know, contract a developer, uh, you know, with large, large cost expenditures and so on. Uh, we had to build the entire thing from scratch. Um, so I, uh, again, with, with my uh, sort of coding background, I, I, I used, uh, I guess, a range of different tools that were available, um, different e-commerce platforms, uh, you know, the, the, a few that, that, that we sort of combined, a few widgets. Um, a few stock standard uh, online platforms as well. So there's the um, the WooCommerce side of things that we plugged in. There's the Shopify side of things. Um, it's it's it, it again for us to build the entire platform. Uh, it didn't take long at all. Um, and we made use of free resources initially, just simply because, as I mentioned, costs were were quite uh, quite high at the time. And we just wanted to get live. So there's a little bit of uh, of WordPress plugged in there as well. Um, so we uh, we sort of it's, it's like a smorgasbord of uh, of, uh, of of technical platforms that we just try to combine to make the best use of what we had and you know what we actually wanted to achieve. Um, I mean, uh, yeah. So it, it, again, it, it wasn't too complicated at all to uh, to set it up, but uh, thankfully uh, there are so many different resources available out there for us to uh, actually tap into and, and and make this this the entire thing come come to life. You mentioned um, it took you um, you know basically a very small amount of money to set this up. What was your startup cost for this? So the the entire startup expenditure that we had um, was two and a half thousand rand. And that again included the business registration and included the um, 
the purchasing of, of, of service-based domains, all the technical side of things, as well as any, any initial marketing spend to actually get the business up and running. Um, there were some initial setup costs infrastructure-wise that needed to be done. Um, so yeah, two and a half thousand rand was the uh, the maximum capital load that we actually had access to. Uh, and we, that's, that was the total cost of setting up the entire business. That is crazy. If you had to give it to an agency to do this for you, how much would, yeah, you, I, I, would you pay? I can't even imagine. I mean, uh, firstly, the consultation time alone, sitting with the developer, with the agency, geez, uh, they'd be bold at about um, one, three, five per hour just for conceptualizing the idea. It'll take about three or four hours of that. Of course, portfolio management time, you get business analysts in, and you're sitting at about 50 to 80,000 just for the initial few meetings before we even start development. Um, so you're probably looking at development costs of about seven fifty to uh, yeah eight hundred thousand. No, I completely agree. Both of us come from a corporate world, so we understand these types of costs. So I think what you've just um, mentioned now, you know, speaks around creativity and the fact that there's multiple tools that are free that people can start using and applying their minds to. So. Um, yeah, that's that's amazing. Hey, that you started up with minimal cost, including registration, and you up and going from April. I keep on making the same uh, the same claim that I guess in today's technically connected world and digital world, there are no excuses for anyone to not have a or some sort of online presence. Uh, we have free website builder tools like Wix. Um, that allow you to build, uh, build a complete website using their modules, using tools. Again, no one needs to be a digital expert anymore. Um, all you need to have is a basic uh, understanding of how to use Paint, how to use MS Word, um, and you could have a complete online presence, again, completely free. I mean, there, there, are, there are no excuses anymore. No, yeah, I think that's great advice. Uh, Yaish, um, I just want to talk about the, so you've launched a service, it's a couple of months gone by. How is the business doing now? It's, it's doing phenomenally well. Uh, we started with um, an immediate network of seven attorneys, including um, including my brother. Uh, again, this is his immediate circle, meaning small independent attorneys um, that he had access to across his network, whether it's um, ex-colleagues, ex-team uh, ex, um, uh, members and so on. Uh, we are now sitting at 12 attorneys across the country. Um, and again, these are small independently owned, uh, almost uh, self-operated uh, law firms though we've contracted so not the um, I guess the, the large corporate firms but more the people that are running one or two man shops those are the guys obviously that were most negatively affected by by lockdown um, and I mean uh, 12 attorneys later um, we've serviced over 100 clients thus far since since launching and again predominantly uh, those that are that are taking up the offer for free legal advice or free a free legal consultation um, so yeah, it, it, it's been over a hundred, um, with, uh, I guess if I had to ballpark the, uh, the actual number, you're looking at about between 80 to 90% of those, um, being, uh, being free consultations, uh, the ones that we, uh, that we have made available to them come in batches of 15 minutes. Um, so yeah, so over, over, over a hundred of those already have been, have been purchased. Uh, your 15 minutes consult, this is done over WhatsApp. Yeah, the WhatsApp consultation, that's the one that we have been offering for free. But of course, we have the the normal telephone conversation There's uh, or consultation. There's one that we do via Zoom as well for those that actually want to see a face. Um, but yeah, all, all three have done uh, reasonably well. But of course, the most popular being the, the WhatsApp consultation. What most people don't realize, I guess, is when it comes to a legal matter, most issues can actually be resolved you know, well before it reaches the court stage or any sort of serious stage. And that's, I guess, what we're trying to do. And what we're what we try to accomplish. 
uh, when, when, when clients come on board and they want to engage with our attorneys, they have about a maximum of five or six questions. Um, and that's, that's all it takes. There's absolutely no need for them to purchase a full one-hour consultation if they don't need it. If they just need a little, little bit of guidance with regards to what their rights and obligations are, um, that's all that they need, which is why I mean, that is our most popular product. Um, again, uh, the one-hour consult is obviously for your more serious uh, serious matters, and we have had a few of those. Um, there's a lot more that people use or purchase for their corporate issues. So um, we've had people setting up businesses while wanting shield agreements drafted. That's obviously where one-hour consult uh, becomes a bit more relevant. But I mean, for for I guess legal cases that that involve uh, people owing you money, uh, or a tenant wanting to know how to hire a deal with a with a stressful landlord, um, that again should be tackled by at least fifteen or, or, or thirty minutes at least. Um, so I mean, there's absolutely no need for it to get to a serious stage. But what our attorneys try and do is guide guide our clients on I guess the best the best course of action, the best route, and obviously empower them with regards to what their rights are and, of course, what the, their particular obligations are as well. So Get Law is is built by millennials like yourself. Do you see this being an advantage in driving disruption or innovation? Oh, well, 100%. Um, I mean, the millennial market is, um, uh, according to uh, according to Forbes, the most uh, powerful global market currently. Um, and it's growing uh, each each and every year. Of course, we 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 haven't really uh, had to learn about digital or technology. We uh, we essentially grew up with it. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, most of our, our attorneys, actually all of our attorneys, are are millennials. If I if I look at the technical classification of of a millennial, um, young, ambitious, um, and of course we uh, it's that age old saying of wanting to do things. Uh, I guess not uh, not really wanting to work hard, but trying to work smart. Um, and I guess that's where digital actually allows us to uh, to stretch those those limitations quite uh, quite nicely. So most of our, our, our I guess our attorneys are online almost twenty four seven. There's no um, there's no time cap. You know, some some guys are working at night. Some guys are working at three in the morning. Uh, we've had live chats with clients at two in the morning. Uh, you know, it it, it stretches quite, uh, quite 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 broadly. And I guess being a millennial again allows us a different perspective with regards to what people are looking for. Uh, what's important to them uh, being mobile again as well as a massively important factor for us so i mean our platform is built completely mobile first and again if you look at our demographic uh, you know 96 to 97 percent of all of our traffic comes via someone's mobile device which i mean is important uh, again that uh, to cater for that market and actually be relevant that your proposition is i guess digitally uh, designed to uh, to be i guess you know properly operational which is why a mobile first approach works for us um, and with regards to the demographic of our of our clients and audience, again, uh, age between 24 and 44 years old. Um, so again, not not the traditional old school um, old school. Uh, I, won't, I won't say old school, but um, the traditional person that's the more traditionalist, and um, they want to sit in front of a person and um, engage face to face. The audience that we catered to again is quite comfortable paying for something by the credit card online. Um, there's a certain security that they have, and of course, they want to engage completely virtually. They don't really want to pick up a phone, uh, you know, or email someone back and forth. They want to again just do everything via chat, which is also why we uh, we have quite a large presence on, or rather, prominence presence on on social media. It's quite important for us that we play in that space and that we uh, we engage with with our audience exactly where they are. Um, yeah, so we again at the, the proposition is both particularly for millennials. Again, it makes it quite easy for us, given that we are to know exactly where we would want to engage with uh, with uh, service uh, providers as well. 
Yeah, I've never come across uh, a legal service offering that is more um, engaging and, like you said, social uh, before. I mean, um, you have to go to these guys and you are actually making this uh, more open to people, more accessible. Correct. Yeah, we, we, we essentially trying to, I mean, there's two things I guess we're trying to do as well. There's number one, demystify law. Um, it is quite a negative uh, negative subject, the one that doesn't uh, most people don't really touch on mm. uh, unless something really bad happened. And of course, we're trying to make it accessible. Um, I guess digital uh, is the one avenue that, that we have. Um, and of course, our, our network of attorneys being, you know, uh, being, being millennial, um, if you look at our social posts, the way they've tried to break things down and actually make things understandable for, I guess, anybody. Um, again, is geared towards an audience, I mean, like a millennial, whose attention span is that, uh, you know, it's not, it's not, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, more longer than, than a few seconds initially. So um, it's trying to get them, get them, get them engaged, get them interested, but at the same time, be relevant to them and not speak a completely different language. Uh, if you if you have something to say that can be said in 10 seconds, you know, say it in 10 seconds and not, uh, you know, 15 minutes. Um, so, I mean, we are, we try to gear everything that we have, whether it's our online interaction, the social posts, the uh, the engagements that we have with clients, we try to engage and do everything you can as we would normally do in our day-to-day environment, which obviously is a lot more, a lot more, uh, I guess, short-term, immediate, um, and obviously not 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 too much, uh, I guess, in the traditional sense of things, um, you know, paperwork and sitting down face-to-face, you know, having a long engagement, and it's more around the immediacy of, of our service. It's, I mean, uh, Carl Wacy from, from KFM called it the um, the Uber for, for lawyers, uh, which is quite a quite a neat way of looking at what we have to mm-hmm. offer. It's essentially coming online virtually, whether yeah. it's via chat and so on, and just getting legal advice immediately. Um, it's not around, uh, you know, um, driving to someone's office, sitting down with them, you know, being offered tea or coffee and, you know, having this long engagement. It's obviously something which, uh, again, a millennial would uh, would relate to quite quite well. Uh, the whole notion of you know firstly going somewhere and driving somewhere, uh, but at the same time um, actually actually sitting down and engaging with people. Uh, sadly, we are a bunch that prefer to do everything, you know, completely virtually. Uh, so yeah, I mean the uh, the platform speaks to that need, it caters for that need quite uh, quite well. I think you are touching on something also much bigger because consumers are actually shifting and uh, moving towards instant gratification um, nowadays. I mean, that formal process has been removed this year. So there's been a huge disruption in the market and you guys, you know, are offering a service that is now speaking to the future of where digital can add value to consumers' lives and make their lives much easier, especially in such a, I would say, a very time-consuming, overwhelming um, formal process like um, getting legal assistance. Um, it's just that simple, you know, um, engagement with lawyers and getting access to them, which is awesome. So, Yaish, I just want to to ask you one more final question on Get Law. What is what does the future hold? Are you expanding um, your uh, value proposition? Um, how how do you see yourself growing now? It's a tough one to to answer. I mean, we um, what we've committed to is to I guess uh, look look at the short term. I guess initially, um, and then when I say short term, I mean as long as there is a, a lockdown restriction in place, whether it's level two or level one, um, our business is very much focused at uh, providing the free legal advice uh, and consultations and so on. That's obviously in the um, in the short term. Longer term, um, 
we are obviously looking to build the panel of, of, of attorneys that we have so that we become the, uh, again, as, as Carl mentioned, the, uh, the Uber for lawyers. So the second you have a legal question or legal query, we become a household brand name. Um, that's obviously going to take time. Um, so it would, it would involve a lot more, a lot more marketing, a lot more uh, brand building. Um, and I mean, that, that, that will come with time. So uh, we had one inquiry from someone in Kenya who uh, was quite curious or interested about the entire business model, wanted to take what we have here and almost migrate it up there and try and do exactly the same thing, run the same platform and offer the same kind of service that we're offering down here. But offering it, offer it over there. Um, so that, that, that's not an option. Um, but at this stage, we very much focus in the short term around trying to help those that have been negatively affected by by COVID nineteen. Uh, we always say that we haven't really built the business off the um, off the back or on the premise of trying to make profits. Even though we uh, we were essentially uh, you know driven to uh, to try and build something online, you know, with with cost and so on. It's not that one can't exist without you know without making a profit. But again, it wasn't the sole motivator for why we're doing it, why we built what we built, or what we've done, and put the effort into uh, what we have uh, sort of developed so far. It's around trying to take the resources and capabilities that we have to help those that obviously are, are most are most vulnerable and um, that need it most. Um, with regards to myself and my brother, we look at my parents who are small business owners and um, the questions that they ask and how how their business was completely smashed by lockdown. Um, you know, it, it was essentially closed. And they still haven't opened yet. So, I mean, they were our casing point for, you know, the various um, people across the country who were in a similar position, needed help. Um, I mean, thankfully, we have uh, a panel of attorneys who are willing to assist, willing to help and give of their time. Obviously, in the short term, it's, it's pro bono. Um, but of course, long term, as we build that relationship with these attorneys, it will definitely become profitable for them. Um, but yeah, so short term or future plans very much around uh, helping those with free legal advice that need it currently. And I guess longer term, building a presence or a brand, a brand awareness um, for 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 Get Law that obviously would uh, would become a lot more synonymous with immediacy and uh, you know technologically disrupted uh, legal uh, legal advice. Mm. I think you've you've been um, getting a lot of attention this year, so I'm actually confident that your business is going to grow, maybe in unexpected ways that you didn't actually plan, like you said in the beginning and the reasons why you started up this business. But when you are, so let's talk about your day job for a bit, uh, because I was actually quite interested. Um, you are regarded as one of the most influential di digital leaders in asset management, uh, having worked for Sunlum Investments. And I just want to talk about um, digital transformation in South Africa in general based on your experience, because you've also worked for big brands like Investec, Satrix, uh, Adidas, and PGA. Tell us more about your experiences with these brands and then what is your view of digital transformation in South Africa currently? Awesome. Um, so my, my experience again is quite, uh, quite broad with different, different brands with us from my, my agency days to, uh, to corporate. What I guess I have found in every single instance is a hunger from the business side, at least to engage in digital transformation, whether it was um, during my time at, uh, at Pan Golding where uh, I guess trying to disrupt the traditional model over there involved um, the creation of, uh, at the time, it was the, uh, I think it was South Africa's first virtual reality app, augmented reality app rather, where you could open up a newspaper 
download the Pangolding app, you know, look at the picture of the house, and you would come, you'd be taken into the house, and sort of a video would play with it, actually allow you to uh, walk around the house virtually. This was back in 2012, which again was probably a bit, uh, bit before its time. Um, but again, the hungriness, or rather the willingness of corporate to, uh, you know, to to cater for that, or innovate, or even try to uh, do things differently, even back then, was uh, was quite strong. Um, I mean, then obviously moved on to to Investec. Um, but being being a global brand, very much at the forefront of what's happening digitally, um, with regards to all the systems, processes, quite uh, quite on it. Uh, and then we obviously moved to to Sunlam, uh, a much larger corporate, uh, very much laboured in in sort of legacy. And uh, I guess the traditional sense of doing things face to face, of course, very much built off advice, uh, selling of retirement products, uh, life insurance, and so on. Um, and the entire business model initially was was very much geared towards the whole face to face interaction with your financial advisor. So very much intermediated business. Um, again, the the online side of things was not big at all. Uh, it was actually pretty non-existent when I when I joined. Um, very much at the start of, of this, trying to emerge and trying to do things differently. Um, with the with in corporate, obviously, uh, I guess the, the older, more established your brand is, the more difficult it is to try and innovate and do things differently. Uh, but what I must say, since um, since I've joined, I have seen a massive uh, sort of uh, surge in in digital uh, I guess digital hires within 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 Sunlight. But of course, um, digital innovation and platforms and so on. Um, and I mean, it, it's been quite a quite a pleasant journey to uh, to be on. I guess as a brand, they've um, they've really taken to trying to innovate quite significantly. And I guess uh, you know, not not necessarily shake off um, I guess the old uh, the old stigma of, of of financial advisors, but rather empower them. Um, so we've created tools um, that uh, that obviously would would allow uh, the traditional business model to continue, but again, just enhancing it. And adopting a sense of digital transformation, so uh, taking system systems and processes, you know, completely digitizing it, and trying to make it a cost-effective, but be also more, uh, more, I guess, uh, innovative as well. Um, one that's been beneficial both to the uh, to the clients, firstly, and of course to the financial advisor and business as well. Um, so I mean, it has been quite a quite an important journey. We're nowhere near the end. Um, obviously, with uh, with all businesses, it's 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 quite a quite a long-term plan. Uh, but we uh, even recently have just uh, appointed um, a new head of strategy over at Sunlam, um, who's uh, put together this uh, quite comprehensive uh, digital transformation team um, to look at uh, digital transformation across the uh, across the entire business. And of course, with with a new CEO, who literally just come on board about a month or so ago, um, there's a huge focus on trying to innovate, a huge focus on trying to be more digitized, um, and of course, a huge focus on trying to. Uh, you know, completely uh, re reinvigorate the brand, but using technology, using innovation, disrupting things as we have it to try and take advantage of new business opportunities. Um, so yeah, for us, it, it's been quite an exciting journey to uh, to be on. Well, there seems to be a a common theme between uh, the two um, products or two brands that you you mentioned this morning is. Um, there's a hunger and a new energy for both corporates and startups to look at digital 
you know, in a new light. Um, and I'm also experiencing that that brands are doing more uh, setting up teams. There's a culture shift. So, so for me, I'm seeing like a more positive traction towards uh, digital maturity. And uh, it is a journey. Unfortunately, it's not going to be done overnight. But it's good to see that there is momentum. Correct. Yeah. I mean, like I said, we uh, from uh, when we joined to now, there has been a significant increase in even just the uh, the digital portion of of budget allocation. Um, so when you when you think uh, in the beginning of the year. Uh, business are usually planning for what their marketing expenditure will be, what the events uh, will be, um, and those traditionally will be, you know, again, very much uh, physical. Whether it's a physical uh, event at a at a at a venue with uh, you know mic speakers and so on and so on. Uh, on the marketing side, you'll talk about billboards, radio ads, um, uh, placement in newspapers. Now it's very much shifting towards how can we host this event for this event virtually? Um, how can we? Um, use digital to execute a particular marketing campaign and, uh, and trying to get a bit better ROI. And how can we be more nimble, more agile, um, you know, not put something out to market and be unable to change it later, you know, unable to monitor actually how many people saw this ad, how many people have engaged with this, how many people, you know, have actually got a positive brand, uh, brand sentiment or how positive is our brand sentiment. Um, so digital has, has essentially transformed quite a lot of what, what was traditional. Um, I mean, for me particularly, we uh, we've seen, as I mentioned, quite a quite a nice surge in in sort of digital budget allocation away from the traditional side of things, more towards digital and virtual. Uh, you were you and I were speaking uh, quite recently, and I mentioned that um, a lot of people say digital is the future, but it very much isn't. It is the current. It is the now. It's the present. Mm. Um, and if you're not playing in a digital or virtual space, you are almost non-existent. Um, so uh, I guess why my teams are quite quite important, and this is the uh, the mantra that um, that I take to uh, to to our CEO as well, is that my job is to try and ensure that our business is future fit, and that we remain relevant, um, and that's around you know, innovating, doing things differently, doing things in a more cost effective way, uh, moving away from paper based um, paper based transactions, for example, uh, doing things completely automated, and making sure the API is involved so that, that you cut cost. Um, you uh, improve efficiency. Um, you, uh, if you look at um, on the Sunlum side, we've launched a platform called uh, called Smart Invest, uh, which again is uh, essentially a online robo advice tool um, that I won't say replaces your financial advisor, but again, it's, it's geared very much towards a millennial audience, the kind of person like myself who doesn't want to sit in front of a financial advisor. I don't want to sit in front of anybody and give away my life secrets. I want to just do everything virtually because millennials, we think we know everything. Um, so the platform was designed to uh, to empower people like myself to go online, play around, uh, read articles, empower myself with regards to my my investments. You know, what am I? You know, what should I be looking at? What are the products out there? Um, there's an entire content or blog section just for for sort of research and uh, you know just to learn a bit more about about investments and and markets globally. Then of course there's the the entire online virtual robo advice space where clients can um, can purchase and can actually invest online uh, without the need of speaking to someone uh, face to face. So there's no large fees that you're paying a financial advisor. You do everything yourself. And again, the system guides you, holds your hand, helps you, educates you every single step of the way. And there's uh, there's an artificial intelligence uh, marketing automation system that I bought on the on the back end of this is on, of that particular platform as well. It's become one of the most innovative um, platforms that Sunlum actually has in the market currently, and it's being used as the, uh, I guess, the uh, 
the, the benchmark for what the brand can do if business actually dedicates enough resource and time and effort into um, into being more innovative and a bit more a bit more digitized. Um, and it's something that's now seeding into the rest of the business, whether it's some personal finance, some corporate, um, some reality. Um, everyone's now trying to do and trying to innovate a bit more just simply because I guess the uh, the need for creating a digital platform that speaks to a particular audience is now more important than ever. Um, so relying on the traditional way of doing things is fine for a particular segment. It's obviously the um, a market segment that uh, is maybe a bit more older approaching a retirement age or one that has uh, quite more a lot more complex um, estate uh, planning duties and so on that obviously requires physical and you know proper advice from a financial advisor but if you want to simply put away money for your kids or you want to put away money for a holiday or you want to put away money for you know, a new house or renovations and so on there's no need for you to sit with an advisor if you can do the entire process again virtually um, you know if you're just putting away 500 rand a month you're not really you're not really uh, you know blowing the lights up, but at least you're starting to save, you're starting to invest. Um, and that's, I guess, what we try to do on the Smart Investor, is try to educate people with regards to the importance of investing, saving, um, and I guess being uh, being a platform that is, again, built, uh, uh, again, predominantly by by millennials. Um, it's a platform that, um, that, that that's seen significant uh, increase in terms of, you know, success rate and, of course, the, um, the return on, on investment. One of the biggest, uh, I guess, one of the biggest Plus, it's not that the R1 should take positive out of this, but the impact of COVID-19 on business, whether it's whether it's a get law business, whether it's whether it's Sunlam, has been the increase in digital transformation that, it, that actually has taken place across the entire business, not just from, I guess, the internal corporate perspective, but also from a client side. Um, we've seen a surge in online sales on the Sunlam side, particularly. Um, uh, yeah, can't give exact exact specifics, but significantly more than i guess what we had year on year um what our best month was last year for example um, you know anyway between uh, 30 percent to 60 percent growth in terms of online sales alone um and that's that's just the one part of the business there's been i guess other success stories across the business where people uh you know are a lot more comfortable doing things online now. i mean you, you're ordering your your groceries to be delivered using the checkers app or the woodies app or the big and pay app um, you're ordering your food to be delivered using Uber Eats. I mean, now you're able to buy a uh, salon product or salon investment product again completely virtually. Um, and again, that that has that has actually uh, done reasonably well over the last last uh, six months at least. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've also read. I think it was yesterday that COVID in the last six months have fast track change that equated to ten years worth of change happening. So in the six months, yeah. 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 So we've seen like a uh, change at the speed of light, um, if you want to say that. But I think what you you ideally say is um, digital is disrupting business models. It's it needs to disrupt pricing structures. Um, it's disrupting yeah. the way we um, go to market, how we produce, how we sell. Um, every facet of the business now is engaging in digital transformation. Um, and ideally, I don't like to use the word digital transformation because uh, the other scary insight I've read is that we shouldn't be talking digital transformation in 2020. We should be already transformed digitally. But um, yeah. some of us were slow to that 
to that. So it's quite positive to see that. So Yaish, in closing, what advice would you give to um, brands out there, but also to startups um, in terms of how they can um, do things right or what they should consider in terms of this um, journey that they're embarking on? Awesome. So I guess two things. Um, the one, uh, I mean, there's the um, that famous quote from Sun Tzu from The Art of War that said, know your enemy. Um, so I mean, my 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 current uh, variation of that actually is to know your client. Um, and that's, that's really, really important. So rather than taking the internal systems or the internal business structures and complications that you have and trying to apply it to your clients, understand them first. Understand who you're speaking to, understand your product, understand on the ground what people are looking for go through the life walk in their shoes actually understand exactly what your client wants and build your digital model or your digital business accordingly don't do it the other way around don't try and take something and almost shoehorn it into a consumer model that is digital and hoping that it will stick someone asked me again second someone asked me the other day you know i'm looking to create and build uh, what you call the side hustle which uh, you know it's (laughs) quite a quite a strange thing and i you know you ask me you know what, what do i need to do and again, this, this advice, I guess, is for, for startups as well. To build a, I won't say successful startup, but to build a startup that has legs, you need two things. The one is you need proper, proper motivation. And that can be monetary in certain cases, or it can be a personal. In my case, it was definitely personal. The second thing that you need is the passion for what you do. And in my case, my passion is digital. So I was able to take my personal motivation, and actually apply my passion to it, and that's how GitLaw was formed. So very, very importantly, if you have a desire to build a startup, make sure that you have those two things, the correct motivation, and of course, a passion for what you do. Those two things combined. Again, if you don't make it a success, at least you enjoy the journey, you enjoy what you're doing. That's obviously most, most important um, to ensure that you actually have a business that has the legs to grow, to become a lot more prevalent in the market. So those are my two pieces of motivation. Ensure you have the right or the right motivation and ensure that you have a passion for what you do. Thanks, Yaish. I love that piece of advice. As a digital person myself, I we have the passion and the passion that drives and fuels all of this energy to do more and look at digital in a completely new lens. So thank you so much for your time. I wish you all the best with Get Law. Hopefully next year we'll have you back and you can tell us what progress you've made. Fingers crossed. Thank you so much, Otis. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Really appreciate it. Bye. We're excited. You're excited. I really value and appreciate your support during this time. Helping decision makers navigate the change and to keep some change in their pockets. Don't forget to subscribe. Follow our Instagram handle at talkdigitalza. Engage us on our website at talkdigitalza.co.za. And who knows, you could be featuring on the next one.